Hey, Moving Forward listeners, I'd like to take a quick minute to tell you about my new books. If you've been following the podcast, you'll know that I helped bring my dad's business into the 21st century with Poshmark. I've documented everything we've done so you can start a business right from your closet or expand an existing business with an effective e-commerce solution, even if you don't have a large marketing budget or social media following. The Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses is now available in paperback and for Kindle. You can also find the Poshmark Journal for Individuals and Small Businesses with worksheets to help you manage your inventory and negotiate effectively and confidently on the platform. Both titles are available on Amazon, where you can find quick access links at bemovingforward.com or in my link tree, which is in the show notes for today's episode. Start learning and moving forward today. Hey, John Lim here. We're back with episode 209. Let's go ahead and jump in. Part one, I ran into a Poshmark shipping wrinkle last week, and I wanted to share it with you. So as I've talked about in uh, some of the past episodes or just most recent episodes, when you sell an item on Poshmark, you should be able to use any USPS priority mail shipping box, and that includes flat rate ones. Uh, as long as it doesn't say the word express. Now, this is stated on Poshmark's blog, which uh, I'll have linked in the write-up. And uh, in the past, we've used the uh, priority shipping boxes with no problem, including the flat rate ones. So our past experience uh, you know, was that we could use any of these boxes. However, last Wednesday, uh, when I was working with my dad at his shop, we got a Poshmark order. We packed it up. It happened to we happened to pack it in a flat rate box, and we put the label on. I took it down to the post office, and um, when I handed it into the post office employee, she said, uh, "You know, I'm not sure we can we can use this box." And I said, "Well, according to Poshmark, we should be able to use any priority shipping box." She said, "Yeah, but I don't think flat rate boxes are included with that." So she handed me a non flat rate box and said, "You'll probably have to go repack this." So I didn't, you know, want to stand there and argue so I just took it went back to the shop uh, and we repacked it printed out the label we got it back I got it back to the post office right before it closed and shipped it out so this was a little bit of a wrinkle Uh, I contacted Poshmark and uh, basically they reiterated to me that yes you can use any priority mailbox including flat rate I told them what happened and they said, you know, we're sorry to hear that, but the, yeah, the post office is supposed to accept uh, Poshmark shipments using a box as long as it doesn't say uh, express on it. So this presents a little bit of a, a wrinkle and a conundrum and kind of what we've decided to do is just for safety, we're just going to avoid the flat rate boxes. If you're a Poshmark seller, I'd love to hear if you've run into this uh, experience or this problem. Uh, If you're a new Poshmark seller, I'm going to probably recommend that you avoid the the flat rate boxes. They just seem to be a little bit inconsistent. Like I said, we have used them before with no problem, but uh, I... You know, I don't want to risk, uh, you know, a particular employee thinking that it's not the right box and then the shipment not going through or it getting it delayed or bounced back. Um, one other thing I should mention, if you're a new Poshmark seller, you don't have to use the priority uh, boxes from the post office. 
they they I like them because they're clean, they're new, and you know they're free. I mean, if you go to the post office, you can pick them up for free. But you can use any shipping box, and we've used ordinary uh, shipping boxes from old Amazon boxes or other shipping boxes. Just make sure you cover up the shipping labels and the barcodes. All right, let's go into part two. Today we're going to take a, a closer look at different types of interactions that customers on Poshmark will have with your listing. So as you are building up your store, creating your listings. Let's talk about some of these. One of the most common ones are likes. So underneath each item, you will see a little heart icon. When someone presses that, it means they like the item. What does that really mean? Well, a like can mean one of several things. The person may be interested in potentially buying this item, so they're bookmarking it, so to speak. Uh, or it could simply mean that the person is window shopping. They're maybe shopping, they're looking for a particular type of item, and they happen to like the style of the item that you have listed. So the benefit of likes as a Poshmark seller, I, I think there are really two big benefits and two advantages for you. Number one, if you want to run a private sale to the people who like your item, you can do so just exclusively to the likers. So for example, you list an item for $150, you wanna run a one day sale for 130, you can offer it exclusively to only the people who have liked your item for 24 hours. We'll cover sales in greater detail in a future episode. The other benefit is if you're really gonna grow a Poshmark business, and for example, my dad has a retail business and we're using Poshmark as the online extension, likes are a great indicator of market preference. So he's able to see which items he's listed are getting a lot of likes, getting a lot of shares, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but a lot of likes will indicate that there's strong interest in this item and it gives him sort of a barometer to think about what he might wanna order for future inventory. All right, bundles. Next to the heart icon, you'll see a little shopping bag button. When someone clicks that, it puts the item into a virtual shopping bag from your store. And this is really cool. People can put multiple items into that shopping bag. And it's generally an indicator. It's a stronger indicator that, than a like that a person is considering buying this item. You can offer private sales one-on-one -on -one to people who bundle items. Uh, the big advantage and my best practice tip is that in your store settings, you can actually set up a uh, automatic discount applied for someone who puts two or more items into their uh, shopping bag. So for instance, someone puts in a dress and a pair of shoes or a suit and tie, you can have the bundle discount applied automatically for that buyer, gives them extra incentive to maybe want to buy the package deal. For the buyer, bundling is an advantage because if they buy two items from a bundle, that means that the seller can ship it in one box and use one label. So it saves the buyer on shipping. And we'll cover more about uh, the ins and outs of sales in a future episode. All right, shares. Uh, the other button is the, uh, it looks like a square with two arrows following each other. And we've talked about shares on a prior episode, but often you will find Poshmark buyers and sellers sharing your item to either their followers or at Poshmark parties. Uh, we'll talk about Poshmark parties in a future episode, but sharing is very powerful. It's essentially like a crowdsourcing, if you will, of exposure for your item to potential buyers. And generally, I just interpret it as a way of saying, hey, fellow posher, I like your stuff, 
or you know I'm trying to engage maybe a, a new Poshmark seller is really trying to build up their following so show some love when someone shares your item share it back and uh, I'm going to go into more details on this when we talk about Poshmark parties all right comments yeah, probably one of the most important types of interaction are comments within the listing itself. Now, these are public, so what's great about that is if 10 people have the same question, it, you can pretty much answer it once if someone posts it as a comment. Be timely and specific. Uh, when answering questions. I mean, that's the key. When someone posts a question, try to answer them as soon as possible. If you're doing this as a side hustle, it's manageable. I mean, you know, maybe take a couple of minutes in your lunch break or after work, but do try to get back to those questions uh, same day if possible. Um, remember my best practice, if, if need be, use an extra photo to answer a question. Best practice tip. Now, this is also a pet peeve of mine when a, a person comments on the item, hey, would you accept X number of dollars for this item or what's the lowest you're willing to accept? My uh, approach and philosophy is not to engage in conversations about pricing and offers and negotiation in the comments. My, uh, my response is typically, hey, uh, as a policy, we don't comment on that but you're welcome to submit an offer using the offer button. It's up to you though, but that's kind of the way we handle that. Reminder, legit buyers will not post their name and phone numbers and ask you to transact outside of the ecosystem. You uh, refer back to episode 206 on Poshmark safety. And finally, of course, uh, a buyer can purchase or tender an offer, and we talked a lot more about that on episode 207. Homework, continue building up your Poshmark store and engage with the community. Uh, you know, make sure you're you're sharing out items that people uh, of the people who are sharing your items. Answer questions. Establish those policies on things like, well, do you comment on pricing? We don't, but you know, you may handle that differently. Establish your communication policies and protocols. All of these tips are available at bemovingforward.com. All right, part three. Last week, I read Martin Luther King Jr., The Last Interview and Other Conversations by Martin Luther King Jr., four and a half stars. I was just shy of a perfect five just because I wanted more. A fantastic collection of rare speech and interview transcripts, including King's last speech before his death, and uh, really, really powerful. You just get incredible insights into this man and into the way he thought, his his leadership, and I, I was just blown away by it. Uh, what I loved about this are the interview transcripts. You, you see that King doesn't shy away from addressing the really tough questions. And uh, my favorite part was that uh, I didn't know this or I didn't remember this, but he actually had an advice column in Ebony Magazine where he answered letters on questions relating to everything from race and culture to uh, work-life balance. So check it out. All right, we'll be back next week. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward.